Welcome to the Step Up Your Business podcast. This is a weekly show brought to you by the Business Advisory Center Durham. In these episodes, we'll talk about everything to do with business, how to get started, how to grow your business, you'd meet some of our clients that we work with, and upcoming events that are going on in our region. We'd love you to join us every week and hopefully take away something that you can implement into your business. Even though we are in the Durham region, a lot of the business advice and information is applicable to all businesses. Thank you and stay tuned. Hello, hello, everybody. Teresa Shaver here from the Business Advisory Center Durham. Today, we're going to talk with Heather Thorburn, Chief Experience Officer of PEP Services, about how she has been able to pivot her business during this time. Stay tuned, and I hope that you do get a nugget that you can take away and institute into your business. Hello, Heather, it's so nice to have you here today. Heather Thorburn from PEP Services, how are you? I'm doing great, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. Thanks for agreeing to be on our uh, broadcast today, because what I wanted to do is really just share with people who you who you are what your business is and kind of how you've been able to pivot during this uh, pandemic time and you know even if it has affected your business how it's affected your business so i'd love to just have you share a little bit more about what pep services does all right so pep services personalized event and party planning we're um, a local event and party planning business that specializes in theme parties and fundraisers um, but we do decor and coronation for all types of events. So private, corporate, fundraisers, weddings. We also run our own wedding show twice a year. Um, so yeah, no, the pandemic has totally changed my business. Um, I was expecting, business, right? I, yeah, I was expecting to not be busy at all during this time, but yeah, that quickly changed. <laughs> so tell me how that has changed. Cause I, I um, let's start with one thing. Cause I remember just before the COVID shutdown started happening is you actually had a bridal show that was coming up. Yep, my spring bridal show was booked for March 22nd. Um, so the weekend everything got locked down, we had to quickly decide to postpone that event, um, hoping to reschedule for later in the spring, um, but we weren't sure. So we very quickly in three weeks pulled together a virtual bridal show. So how did that go? Um, it was a very stressful three weeks, not very little sleep, very long days, um, trying to learn everything, trying to find the right platform. Um, there were technical difficulties the day of the event, um, but overall, overall, it did go well. Um, and yeah, it's definitely something that I'm considering to continue doing in the future because we never know how or when we're going to be able to do in-person events. Right. So. And um people have gotten used to all of a sudden being able to just be online now. So the, the reluctance to use technology is like gone because there's no other way to do it. Yeah, okay. it, it took a while. Um, I would say back in April, people weren't as uh, uh, comfortable and ready to use technology. They weren't ready to jump on board. It took a while, right. um, but during May, I have done a couple of other events. Um, and people, yeah, are finally buying into that and the whole virtual event. So now we're offering a full range of virtual event services. So, so did you have, have you been able to recoup some income that you wouldn't have been able to before? Um, it's starting to come in. I, would, I wouldn't say the first few events were money makers. Um, a couple of them were fundraisers. Um, so I know the nonprofit that we're supporting, Silver Creek Wildlife, 
Um, definitely the needed the money more than I did at the time because my husband luckily is still working. Um, but um, so, but no, it's turned into I've got some people that have reached out to do virtual showers, birthdays, things like that, anniversaries. So, and what um, software and do you use to do it all? Is there particular platforms or? Um, I'm trying out a few um, for the private events. So like the showers, anniversaries, birthday parties, um, we're starting to use Remo um, because it, it pretty much are, uh, shows that hall aspect. So it pretty much, yeah, it works out really well for that. And you don't have 30 people talking over each other at the same time. Um, like you would through Zoom for like for a kid's party, I would probably use Zoom because they want that more interaction. You've only got about 10 kids. Um, but and then we're still looking at other platforms for the larger events. Um, Sober Creeks reached out to me. They want to do a virtual conference in September. Uh, so we're working on um, figuring out which platform we'd use for that. Um, but yeah, no, it's just trying to find the, which one works for which event. That's right. I'm going through the same process because we have Do It in Durham coming up at the end of the year and I'm like trying to figure out which platform. So the two I'm looking at right now is called Hey Summit and the okay. other one is called hopin.io. I don't know if you've heard of any of those two. So I I'm have not, but I will definitely write them down. Yeah, but I'm going to go through looking at those. So be interesting. Those are and the then two. another one that we've looked into is Excel Events. For, which is the one I'm thinking about doing for using for the bridal show or any trade show and possibly the conference as well. Right. Um, I mean, this is a big thing, right? So tell me, yep. um, so let me ask you another question. What do you see as the future for this event? Say that again. <laughs> Luckily we uh, edit, <laughs> no, right? Um, what do you see as the future for event planning? Um, I don't know. I, for me personally, yes, I'm hoping in-person events comes back. Um, I think it's going to be a very long time before we can do those larger events um, because it is so hard with so many people in a room. Um, but even once in-person comes back, I'm still going to offer a virtual um, option. So if you have a wedding and relatives that could from say England couldn't attend, we could always bring them on and include them virtually. So right. it's always going forward is going to be something that I um, include going forward. Right. And you can do a lot of your planning and um, design options and all that sort of stuff through a virtual platform now, which is pretty useful for you, right? Yep. I would hope for it's sure. created some efficiencies for you. It's, it's starting to, I was planning on using all this time to work on those processes that I needed to put in place, but I have had very little time to work on those. Um, but to begin with, I was finding virtual events were more time consuming and more um, demanding and tiring than in-person events. I preferred the in-person, but I think it was just the transition and learning everything brand new over all over again and learning how to do it. So right. things are, are getting better. Have you done any birthday parties or anything like that virtually yet? Not yet. Um, I've reached out to a few friends and they've all decided, no, we'll just do the drive-by. I'm like, well, I have an option that's totally different. Um, I do have somebody who's uh, possibly doing a baby shower on the 20th of June. That's so cool. We're just confirming that this week. So That's cool. Um, you said one of your superpowers was creative problem solving, right? Give me an example of how you've had to do that. 
Um, so last year, uh, one of the annual fundraisers, we decided to start doing an annual fundraiser for Soper Creek Wildlife. Um, and we decided last year it was going to be an annual thing. So we do a Mother's Day high tea. Um, and yeah, very quickly we're like, okay, we don't want to cancel this event. Um, so we had to figure out how to do it virtually. We um, incorporated some of the local businesses. So we had Fran's Tastic Events. They had a high tea to go. So we offered that as an add-on to the ticket. We included some of the other local businesses for add-ons for uh, Mother's Day gifts. Um, we put together kids activities because normally at the in-person one, we would have the in-person activities for the kids so they could make a Mother's Day gift. Um, we couldn't have the animals in person this year, but we did a um, virtual tour of Soper Creek. So people got to see the animals as well as a virtual fashion show. And it was all Amazing. pulled together within a couple of weeks. So. And who did the fashion show? Uh, uh, Susie Tomasi. Wonderful. So that so, is so yeah. cool. You were able to bring all of this together. What did everybody think in the end? Because the experience must have been quite rich. Um, yeah, everybody, because that was uh, the first event I did on Remo. So everybody loved the platform. Um, and we are, and that's part of the reason why we decided to use it going forward. Um, we are using it now um, monthly to do Sunday family dinners on the last Sunday of the month. Um, so we did our first one this past Sunday, but we're going to continue them throughout the pandemic until people are able to interact with their family in person. So, um, so how does that work? The Sunday family dinner, what do you do? So it's a free event. Anybody can attend. Um, and, um, yeah, it's a way for you to come in. You sit around a, a table format so you can actually sit and talk with up to five people from your family. If you have more than you table hop. Um, and then starting this month, we are bringing on local restaurants on board as sponsors so we can promote them throughout the month. And uh, my family, and I'm hoping a lot of the other families get involved, will use that day to order in food and support a local restaurant. And then prepare so, it, I would imagine, for dinner. Instead right? of preparing, yeah. What's and then, the yeah, menu for this Sunday? Uh, it was actually, it, we just had it this past Sunday. Um, so we um, ordered from Frosty John's. Um, at the end of June, we've got, um, it's at Corrado's in um, Brooklyn. So they've come on as a sponsor. So I have a feeling we're going to be making the trip from Bowmanville to Brooklyn to support them unless somebody locally comes on board. But uh, um, Andrew Eisten is a good friend of mine and the general manager there. So um, yeah, so I would love to support him. So. Our restaurants are not doing very well, I imagine. I mean, many of them have def definitely tried to pivot and do the best that they can, but I'm not sure that it even delivers the, the revenue that they need, you know? Yeah. So for that's sure. wonderful that you're doing that for sure. We've all got to do our part, you know, to support our local community as much as we can. So Heather, thank you so much for being with us today. I appreciate hearing a little bit more about how PEP services is using the opportunities that are in front of them and uh, really thank you for all the support that you provide to our local businesses as well it's very important all right thanks teresa have a wonderful right. day you too thank you for being a guest today on our podcast this is teresa shaver signing off from the business advisory center durham and we hope that you will join us next week take care guys